fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey there, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have my business partner here, Hernanda Umana, joining me. Hi. We're just both um, so fascinated with how much we've learned um, since we've been in this industry, the pet industry, and creating an all-natural product. Um, and we created these natural all-natural products because we couldn't find anything for our pets. We only found human-grade products. So we got together, and that's why we created CBD Dog Health and our tinctures. But we've learned so much more about dog health now um, because we've had thousands of people reach out to us with their dogs with their problems and ailments, and a lot of them we find out it has to do with what they're eating. Mm -hmm. And as we know, our immune system lives in our gut, and gut health is more important than anything. I know I don't need to explain this to you because I've never seen anyone eat more healthy than you. I watch <laughs> I watch Hernando, you know, weigh his food, take out his yolks. Yeah, you know, I, I found um, I've had a lot of problems in my family with a lot of uh, digestive problems, and I wanted to fix that. Um, so I, I try to eat everything organic as possible. Um, I, I do try to eat as low fat for other reasons. And um, once I started to take care of myself, I realized how much more sensitive my dog is to everything. Um, and I, I, I couldn't ignore it. So all the research that I was doing in the CBD world for my dog, I had to start looking at everything else. I couldn't just focus on, well, what's giving my dog the allergies? Let me just give her CBD to help. I had to find, well, what's causing the allergies to begin with awesome. and what's doing, uh, what's causing all the gut uh, problems as well, which CBD also helps with. Because um, you'll see with the pharmaceuticals, uh, they're usually just masking the issue or the problem exactly. like dogs you know they have allergies they're given apoquil well that suppresses their immune exactly. system it's you know it toxifies their liver they can't their own immune system can't help themselves so that's why i think that we were starting our shows on getting into the gut and the importance of the gut and we know that cannabis and cbd medicine gets rid of inflammation in the gut, mm -hmm. um, which relieves the medicine. But at the end of the day, we still have to solve the issue with what's going on in and, their gut. And that's the big difference with us is that we're not here to say CBD is going to do all the work. It's going to do a lot of the work and it's going to help, but it starts with all the other factors in there as far as what they're eating and, uh, you know, flea and take medication. What they're being and, exposed to in the yard, yeah. which brings us to our first guest um, that we're talking to today, and she is all about their gut mm -hmm. and what's going on and making sure it's balanced. So I'm really excited to talk to Rebecca Rose. She's the owner and founder of N Clover Research and she's gonna let us know what the difference is between a prebiotic, a probiotic, a digestive enzyme, yeah. why we need them, what the difference is. Um, and just like cannabis medicine, it's so difficult to find good ones that are actually mm -hmm. doing something. So she's gonna help us find out how to pick a good one and which ones our dogs actually need. I'm really excited. This is something that I'm still learning about. So I'm going to sit back and listen. I, I want to hear what she has to say. And I know you're a little bit more educated on this when it comes to, the, to all this. So I can't wait to listen and learn. I think uh, it's going to be awesome. 
It's A Dog's Life will be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold. So it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Great. We're so excited today to have Rebecca Rose, who is the founder and owner of N Clover Research. And I'm so attracted to her story because it kind of reminded me of myself because uh, Rebecca found a niche in the in the in an industry, the pet industry, um, while she was working in women's healthcare. And I have her on now, and I'm so excited to have her. Hello, Rebecca. Welcome to our show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am I'm an entrepreneur myself, and um, I'm in the cannabis industry. And I, you know, I find myself attracted to. Of course, a scientist's view and what they're doing in different industries and trying to get natural health out there to the masses, especially in the pet industry. How in the world did you go from doing women's health to moving over to the pet industry? At the time, it seemed like such a natural transition to me. And I think back and I wonder how all the pieces did fall into place because I was working with the National Institutes of Health and Center for Disease Control on women's health care issues and, and building that perfect microbiome in a woman. Mm-hmm. And from that decided that wouldn't it be cool if we could use the same thought process to work in dogs and cats? And, and started down that road in clinical studies, double-blind, placebo-controlled clinical studies, because that was the only path I knew, and discovered that it was just something that wasn't done in this industry, but in following that path, made some really um, good discoveries that have helped us to build a foundation of scientifically-based animal wellness. 
So it must drive you crazy when you see someone who's just jumping on the bandwagon and offering some sort of supplement or something to <laughs> to consumers that they think is going to help them, but it's totally, completely off a, a trend instead of anything that's backed by scientific evidence. How in the world do you deal with that? I mean, this is something we deal with on a regular basis in the cannabis industry. It's nice to see that, you know, we're not alone, that people like you have probably had to do the same thing. What the, I would say that you're the turtle in the race, that you've been doing it right from the very beginning. <laughs> well, and, and you're, you're right. It, it can be frustrating, but I feel like um, most of the time, people want to do the right thing and they're just uninformed. And so where I've put a lot of my energies is in working with um, groups like the National Animal Supplement Council, NASC. And we were one of the companies that started that group. And it's a, a nonprofit that uh, works to help inform supplement companies about regulations and quality and how to do it the right way. And so I think you're right. I think unless you just keep pushing the industry forward, you would go crazy because um, it's a really popular space right now. And you see that in cannabis where everybody jumps on that bandwagon because it is so popular. And, and you really just have to make sure that we're pushing those quality standards and you know, people like you who are breathing that information out to consumers so that they know. Right. And that what was what are some of your favorite resources? Because I know it's difficult for the consumer to find good resources to follow. What are a few of your favorite um, that you like, probably online or books about gut health and understanding it? I, I do have a few favorite books, and there's a, an author called Dickie Fuller who has a book on enzymes. It's an old book. It's kind of hard to get, but it is a, um, it's a nice resource, and I love listening to podcasts like yours that are talking about the, the, the science and how to do it right, and, and I find that I spend a lot of time... Um, finding those sources the podcasts and the and and the books and and sometimes it, it is tricky I do a lot of um, uh, of work online and researching and looking at and the National Institutes of Health their uh, database because anybody can look at that and you can find some really nice information out of that um, and then Looking at websites, on our website, in Clover.com, we post blogs and information and keep people aware of what's going on in the field. Um, and if you can find your North Star, the, the person that you really, it resonates with you, how they approach animal wellness, then I feel like you, you can continue to get information through that source. Wonderful. I find that the same way. Um, it's it's funny because of what I did is I discovered how cannabis medicine helped my rheumatoid arthritis, which led me into wanting to learn more about cannabis medicine, which now I'm in the industry, and then found out that there was a huge uh, hole in pet health, who pets and animals also have the endocannabinoid system. So 
That's why I feel like our stories relate so much, but I love that you are a scientist Mm -hmm. and I would love for you to explain to us the difference between a prebiotic, a probiotic and a digestive enzyme, which I feel like all of those are the things that we see the most put onto packages and claims and some dog food and what else is it in? It's in, it's put in in a lot of things. So I wanted to get the explanation and then how the heck do they know which a, a pet owner, how the heck do they know which one to choose? And how do they know their dog needs it in the first place? Right. And, and uh, I just was at a, a natural grocery store and saw all three of those pre pro and digestive enzymes in a, um, a, a muffin mix that you would bake. And, and and so when when I explain to you what each of them are, you'll start to realize why they aren't, none of them are a good fit for a muffin mix, um, really. So digestive enzymes to start, it, digestive enzymes are a, it, it's a, um, it's not a living thing. A digestive enzyme is active, but not living. And what that means is that if digestive enzymes are heated to above about 120 degrees Fahrenheit, they will deactivate. They will no longer work and you cannot reactivate them. And so if you are, if you're using a kibble, something that's heated to above 120 degrees, the digestive enzymes would not be present in that product. I just love the similarities to cannabis medicine because these are one of the arguments I have all the time that I don't, you know, the same thing happens. The moment you heat up cannabis medicine, it changes. So we, it changes a lot. (laughs) You know, you, Uh you change THCA to THC and you've got, you've got a whole different medicine going on. So um, it's funny that, you know, I see baked treats or things where heat was obviously um, put to the medicine or the treat or the food or whatever it's on. And I think to myself, that can't, there's, that can't, they can't make the claim. So it's really funny to hear you say this, that anytime we apply heat to just about anything, whether we're cooking it ourselves or it's in the manufacturing process, that that's going to change it. It's going to change the medicine. It's going to change the nutrients and the plant or the food or whatever it is. So I love that you're explaining it to us this way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we know that as animals, just like with humans, as animals age, they cannot produce the enzymes that are needed to break down the nutrients in the food. And so supplementation is necessary. It, and so that would be the when. Um, also, if you have an animal who has any kind of dietary issues where it's just hard for them to process and absorb their food, um, then you would want to supplement with digestive enzymes. And, and as you said, it's difficult for the consumer to know just how much our ingredients change when they're heated, but just understand that the process of heating is going to change an enzyme to the point of inactivating it. Right. And so you you want to make sure that you are supplementing 
If you're using a raw food diet, it has the amount of enzymes that are active because it hasn't been heated that are necessary to break down that food, but it doesn't have any extra enzymes that you might want to bank. And because if if animals are stressed out, they will use up more of those enzymes and will have a deficit. So supplementation can be um, can be used for a lot of reasons. If a kibble diet or a wet food diet, or if you're if you have an older animal, or if they are um, in a stressful situation. So for me, digestive enzymes are a real go-to. So you would so, do so the that, digestive enzyme first, and then what's the pro and prebiotic? And then with the pro and prebiotic, the um, I'll, I'll start with probiotic just because people are more familiar with that. And what probiotics for are, are, are beneficial bacteria. So they're live bacteria. And these bacteria are from typically from a dairy animal, such as a goat or a cow, or they may be from the earth, from soil. Sometimes they're even from... Um, baby poop (laughs) so so that that's oftentimes a source of probiotics they're not from dogs or cats though so they're not the strain the species that a dog or cat would normally have also probiotics are very difficult to get to and through the digestive tract So they have to survive all the way through to the large intestine which is right before the tail and to do that, it, it takes a lot of um, it take it 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 takes a lot of stamina for a bacteria to make it through. So what people who produce probiotics do is they will take spore formers, uh, by probiotics that are in a, a protective shell. They'll, they'll manipulate them in some way so that they are more resilient, and then they will put billions of them into the system. At InClover, we don't use probiotics in any of our products because we believe that by introducing those foreign strains into the system, they can do one of two things. One, pass through, not make it to the large intestine, and then it would just pass through or else they would be killed in the process. The second thing um, in, in their articles, and uh, two articles just published in the journal Cell, C-E-L-L, mm-hmm. that, st- that show how the probiotics, if they don't pass through, if you have a very immunocompromised system, you might have the probiotics actually take the place of the native beneficial bacteria that are in the animal system. And, and that's to us felt like um, something that if we could help it, we didn't want to actually change the microbiome and change that process to the point that it's foreign bacteria and not the good native bacteria. So with the digestive system research that I've done, we've decided to add clinically tested levels of the prebiotic and a prebiotic is a food for a good bacteria. So prebiotics selectively feed good bacteria. And because of the differences in the cell wall between good bacteria and bad bacteria, the bad bacteria can't um, absorb and eat the prebiotic, so they, they're not nourished by it. So what happens is you feed 
an animal prebiotics and it's very stable. So you could put prebiotics in a muffin mix because it is very heat stable. It goes through the system to the large intestine where their good native bacteria are housed and it selectively feeds and increases the balance of the good bacteria. Because the large intestine is like a sort of like a PVC pipe with sticky a sticky inner lining, mm-hmm. the bacteria are sticking to that inner lining and you're going to select for the good bacteria and the bad bacteria are just going to get flushed through and they're not going to take residence in the large intestine. So it's kind of a very, um, it's a very elegant and natural way to selectively increase the balance of the native good beneficial bacteria in the system without having to introduce foreign strains of bacteria. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. So if a dog is on a raw diet and they're doing, they're having no issues, they become senior dogs, they start having issues, you want to start introducing both a digestive enzyme and a prebiotic to support their um good bacteria that's already in their gut. Is that, is that, did I understand that right? Yes, exactly. And, and that's why we developed um, OptiGest, which just has those two things. It has the four digestive enzymes and a clinically tested level of prebiotics and nothing else. And that, and people, and that product 
any dog can use. Any dog can use that or cat. It's it's a um, <laughs> it's funny because every day I take my optogest <laughs> because um, it's human quality. It's specifically marketed for dogs and cats. Right. I take my CBD. Know- I take my CBD uh, yeah. tincture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we know that um, about 70 to 80% of the immune system is housed in the digestive tract. Yep. So if we can get a healthy digestive system, it will translate into a healthy immune system, which we all need. All of our animals, young and old, want to have that extra boost to their immune system. So... Opt- a product like Optigest is safe to take in in puppies and kittens all the way to senior animals. Amazing, because I, I own a, a grooming and boarding business also, and we see dogs a lot more often than they see their vets, and they are there's so many that have problems. And it often, I always start with, what are you feeding them? Hmm. And they usually get very frustrated because the vet has suggested <laughs> some sort of science diet or a different kibble or a different can. And, you know, it's hard to get them to commit to a raw or freeze-dried or dehydrated, much less go, they need supplements. <laughs> you know, they need right. these things now. Um, you know, it's yeah. just... It just seems like it's more complicated, but at the same time, you either pay now or you pay later with your dog. You know, I lost my uh, miniature schnauzer at seven years old after spending $10,000 at the vet trying to figure out what was wrong with her, got an autopsy, and all they could say was irritable bowel. I'm like, well, irritable irritable bowel doesn't kill you, and I couldn't... I couldn't figure out what happened. Well, now I've learned a lot. And I had a vet that was vaccinating her every year and she was getting all the toxic flea and tick medications and I was feeding her whatever they told me to feed her. So I get it now. Um, And this is why I do what I do. Um, So I really appreciate this education. It's amazing. So what were your takeaways on that? Um, You know, it's kind of exactly what I thought. It's just, it's kind of exactly what I thought. It's just that, Dogs are just more sensitive. And if I'm going to look at my health this way, I need to learn everything she's talking about here. Um, I learned so much today. Um, I don't think we're that separate. Um, we suffer from a lot of the same ailments, you know. Well, just the fact that being, they're more sensitive. Right. And, um, you know, that if we're exposed to a toxin, them being exposed mm-hmm. to it is going to affect them even more. And getting them healthier will get us healthier too. So I think it's a. A exactly. great, great thing to do for any family to do to and, remove those toxins. And now that we learn this, if your dog is having problems, this is where we can help as well with our CBD products. There's a lot that can happen here. Um, we love to educate on CBD. I know there's a lot of questions. So feel free to go online at cbddoghealth.com. We post weekly blogs. Um, feel free to reach us at our emails uh, that are all posted there. You could reach us at sales at cbddoghealth.com. I also have a Facebook group page where we share a lot of this knowledge um, and we have a lot of holistic vets and experts in the industry that also chime in. So you can find uh, me on uh, Facebook at AngelaArdolino.com. I'm sorry, that's my website, AngelaArdolino.com. <laughs> but on Facebook, it's Angela Ardolino. And like Hernando said, we put all this information up on our website at CBDDogHealth.com. And we love your questions. You'll be able to see a lot of success stories um, and a lot of really good information on how to get your dog back to 
homeostasis mm -hmm. where their body is healing themselves and everybody's healing naturally. Thank you for joining us here on It's a Dog's Life with Angela Artelino. You can follow me at AngelaArtelino.com or CBDDogHealth.com. You can download our past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, or on iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.